0: 20 dollars from the informal podcast is how many donald trump tweets will there be on february 4th
1: on the day just the entire day just the day man he likes to get them out in a hurry too they come out like machine gun bullets uh (laughs) last
0: who wins this game Welcome to the show. This is the informal podcast. Podcast number seven? Eight? Gosh, I I didn't think we would make it this far, so I'm just pumped we've made it this far. I am your host, Austin Coley, alongside with Sam Lewis. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm
1: good. I'm glad you're the one that attempted to put a number on this because I've completely lost count at this point. We got to like four and I stopped counting.
0: You know, I started to name what show it was and realized I had no idea. So I just kind of went with it. And I hope I'm somewhere right there. I think we're over
1: five and under 10. So I think you're safe.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's a sweet spot right there. Then, you know, pick the middle, shoot for the middle, and we'll, we'll see where we're at. So before we get rolling in the show, I've got a little bone to pick with the listeners. Shout the out to our listeners
1: on Twitter. Huge shout to those guys. Smart group of people. A couple
0: of podcasts ago. We read a listener question. I believe it was from Oswald Cobblepot from New York, New York. Great guy. Who asked which host would survive a bear attack. Now, the situation we picked was in the Smoky Mountains with a black bear, and we had two very different strategies. My strategy was to run away, logically, and your strategy was to lay down, let the bear kill you, but it decide not to kill you, and you survive. And our listeners
1: made the wrong choice and chose your strategy and chose you. I think that this just proves that we have the smartest audience of any podcast in the world. They understand the the fact that you're not going to be able to outrun the bear, and that I clearly had the better strategy going into this. And I think I've been proven right. So I think we can put this one to bed.
0: I don't know. I still think I'm right, but. I trust our listener, so apparently my strategy was wrong, and I may have to rethink that. But you know what I'm not rethinking is who I took in our last pod to win the game of the century, the T.C. Williams Titans versus the Dylan Panthers. I chose the Dillon Panthers, an updated offense with a couple of stud players. You went with T.C. and their combo of Julius and Gary Bertier, and the listeners decided to go with T.C. Williams. I, I, don't, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if the listeners just
1: hate me, but I was not happy about that either. I actually didn't see the conclusion of that poll, but I am thrilled to know that our listeners, once again, have proven they're just extreme intelligence when it comes to basically all things. I mean, shout out to you guys. If you have not yet, pause this episode
0: And go back and listen to the last episode where we do put a fictional matchup with T.C. Williams up against the Dillon Panthers. It was one of my favorite podcasts to record thus far, and I thought it was pretty good. So, go back and listen to that. Next, this is the moment that you all have been waiting for. We are going to give away 20 free dollars. 20 whole dollars. Not $23, $23. <laughs> you have to enunciate. Don't get your hopes you up there. Yeah. $23.
1: We're not made out of money here. The sponsorships have not fully started to roll in yet. We're working on it though.
0: So, this is the stamps.com. Shout out to you. Come on. You know you want to. You know you're listening to this and you know you want to. So, here's the process we're going to go for on this Sam has a random number generator pulled up on his computer. I have the people who retweeted this tweet pulled up, and he's going to give me a number, and I will count, and whoever that is gets $20, the best win of your entire life. Sam, what is the
1: number? Before we we do the number, you have to to, um, lay out how many people we have eligible for this. I believe you said 14. Is that right? There are a mere 14. 14. If you did
0: not retweet this, shame on you. I, shame on you for not registering
1: to win $20. I'm going to go positive. Shout out to the 14 of you that did. Biggest fans. We love you guys. All right. So- Shout out to you. Shame on you if you did not. <laughs> okay. Set me up again. You had it built up and then I had to cut you off. Let's go. Build this up. Drum roll, please. We'll add. Sam, hit the number now. The number is. Seven.
0: Seven. One. Two. Three, four, five, six, seven. The winner of $20 from the informal podcast is John. John, congratulations. Congratulations to you, John. John, huge shout. John R M N Z. So, what we're going to do, we are, John, if you listen to this, send us a DM. Email us at informalpublication at gmail.com, and we will get you your $20. Hit us with that Venmo name, John. That is awesome. So lastly, before we get rolling, if you would and you're listening to this and you like what you hear, please go review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Put an awesome quote. We'll love you forever. If you don't like what you hear, please do not give us a bad review. (laughs) That is all. (laughs) Any review helps, but make it a nice one, please. Please, 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 please make it a nice one.
1: All right, anything else to say before we get going, Sam? I think that takes care of it. There's a lot to talk about this week, man. Let's dive into it. Do it. Let's get on with it.
0: First, let me ask you this. It's been a little while since we last recorded the pod. We we recorded the Remember the Titans pod a couple of weeks ago. So since the time since before, the pod before that one. What has grabbed your attention in the last week? What's happened over the last five or six days uh, that just
1: kind of caught your eye and and you want to bring up first? Well, first of all, it feels like it's been about a year and a half since we've been here recording this podcast. I know it hasn't been, but I've just been having withdrawals. But in that long period of time, I would say that the first thing we've got to talk about is the Blake Griffin trade, right?
0: I guess so. I mean, that's really the biggest... I guess, movement that in Alex Smith, Alex Smith was huge too. And we'll get there. But so what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the initial Blake Griffin trade to Detroit, to the motor city with a VFL going back to
1: Los Angeles? Shout out Tobias Harris. Not, I'm not shocked that Blake got dealt. I think that he's getting older. His health has never been good. That contract is ginormous. Have you seen the last couple of years on that thing? Talk about! four I have not seen the last couple of years on that. He's thing. By the end of that contract, he's going to be getting very close to $40 million a year. And I don't want to pay 33-year-old Blake Griffin 40, th- $40 million a year, whatever it is. So I wasn't surprised they moved him. I was kind of surprised he went to Detroit, though. That kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it?
0: Yes, it did. I'm going to be honest. I don't follow the NBA near as much as you do. But what I do know is I'm not a Blake Griffin fan. Oh, why not? I don't know. I'm just not. I'm just not. You know, I, I think he's regressed over the last couple of years. I liked him when he dunked. Now that he doesn't dunk, I don't care for him as much. But he is going to be a stud to pair with Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is... He didn't make the All-Star team in the first ballot, but I think he's on it now. Didn't they let him in? He was an alternate. But he is a stud. I mean, he he's just a monster in the paint. So to have Blake Griffin... There along with him down there in the post, Blake Griffin does a couple of different things, and they've got a couple of good guards. So it'll be interesting to see the East is obviously weaker, what they can do if they can make a run.
1: Uh, I would I think that Ish Smith might have he might disagree with you. You say a couple of good guards. I don't know that Ish Smith qualifies as good. I, I he would probably agree with you, but I don't know if anybody else would. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree a little bit with your overall point there, too. I think Blake in this iteration, is firmly planted on the ground. The knees aren't there anymore. He's not dunking. I think he didn't really fit with DeAndre Jordan in that offense because he needs the ball in his hand. He needs some space to be able to create, and with DeAndre just standing by the basket all the time, he really didn't have that. And I think going to Detroit, I mean, he's in the same exact situation. I want to see Blake in a a situation where he can basically run run the point, almost like LeBron does. He's not as mobile or as athletic as LeBron, but – The big man bringing the ball up, distributing, keying the offense. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do that with Andre Drummond, you know, clogging the paint.
0: Yeah, he won't. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Anytime there's a trade, I was surprised he went to Detroit, first of all, out of of everybody. But it'll be interesting to see how it'll play out. I I really don't know one way or the other. I, I think it's just one of those things we'll have to wait and see. If I had to choose a side, I'd say that, it does not work out as well as they hope but we'll just have to wait and
1: see I think this is kind of a panic move from Stan Van Gundy and the Pistons I think that he kind of sees the writing on the wall there and that his tenure hasn't gone great and then I think he might be on the way out so what did coaches and GMs in that scenario do is they take a huge home run swing and hope it works out and I'm kind of with you I don't think it's going to work out I think he's probably going to get fired so it's not going to matter for him but I kind of like what the Clippers did I mean Avery Bradley and Tobias Harris plus the plus the draft pick—that's a pretty good get for Blake and to get off all that money. I think that I think they're throwing a party last night or whenever that trade went through.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Great deal for Los Angeles in a rebuilding stage. Okay, next, a, another move. This time in a different sport. The Chiefs traded Alex Smith to Washington. What are your thoughts on this? What does this mean for Kirk Cousins? What does this mean for Patrick Mahomes? What does this
1: mean for these
0: two franchises?
1: I think we kind of touched on this last podcast podcast before. I don't remember. It's been so long. We said this was going to be one of the craziest NFL off seasons ever with all the quarterback movement. I didn't know it was going to happen before the Super Bowl. I mean, Alex Smith is a good quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. The Redskins, I guess didn't want to commit long-term to Kirk Cousins, but they turn around and give Alex Smith a four-year deal? What, What? Fill me in. What's going on? I don't understand.
0: Yeah, it is unbelievable. I mean, I guess they thought that Alex Smith is older. They won't have to pay him as much money. I mean. But Kirk Cousins was entering the prime of his career. They did still have another chance to franchise tag him if they wanted to now who knows the past three years it's they just haven't wanted to commit is he an elite quarterback I don't think so but he's top 12 he's top maybe top 10 um somebody that if I was Washington and, and I wanted to make a push to win the next five
1: years I would have resigned I or signed yes it, here's an analogy I like to do when it comes to quarterbacks in the nfl is kirk cousins worth the 30 million dollars he's going to get paid probably not but it's like when you go to a sporting event and you want to get a soda or beverage of your choice and it's 10 or 12 or 8 dollars, how much ever they're charging for cokes now at these nfl games is the coke worth eight dollars except in atlanta shout out to atlanta arthur blank is the coke worth eight dollars no but if you want a coke at the game you're going to have to pay eight dollars to get it if you want a decent quarterback you're going to have to pay 25 or 30 million dollars And at that point, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Alex Smith. And I think Alex Smith is underrated. I think he's a good player. I'd still rather have Kirk Cousins. And so this deal doesn't make sense to me because not only are you taking a step back from Cousins to Alex Smith, you're also having to give up Kendall Fuller, who is probably your best defensive player. I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: Where do you think Kirk Cousins lands now that he's
1: obviously not going back to D.C.? The early favorite kind of looks like Denver. I mean, Denver really needs a quarterback. And when John Elway needs a quarterback, he, well, I mean, the one time he went out and got paid Manning. So that would be my first choice. But, I mean, there's a ton of teams that are going to be wanting to come after Kirk Cousins.
0: He will definitely be the hottest commodity on the market, I believe, this off season. I think he could go to Jacksonville. That I think he could go to Denver. Now, you look at other teams who need quarterbacks, Cleveland, New York Jets. I don't think you would go either of those places. And you also got to think who these teams are going to take in the draft because although it is front-loaded with guys like Darnold, Allen, Rosen, and Baker Mayfield somewhere in the middle, but a team could realistically get Lamar Jackson at the end of the first round, a team like Jacksonville, who is good – Going to have a late draft pick, but is still need in need of a quarterback. So I think it could be any one of those teams,
1: honestly, without a doubt. I think that you're probably looking at six quarterbacks going in the first round this year, which is crazy because I don't know that any of those guys are that good. But um, I mean, that's just the way the market goes. If you're competent and with as many quarterback needy teams as there are out there, at least five are going to get drafted. You know, five or six probably go in the first round. So maybe that depresses Kirk Cousins' value a little bit because you know that you can go get Mason Rudolph in the middle of the first round, maybe you don't fork over $150 million to Kirk Cousins or whatever it is. But I think that it makes more sense for Denver or Jacksonville to do that because those teams have enough talent where if they get above-average quarterback play, they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I don't know if I'm Cleveland if I want to go out and spend that much money on Kirk Cousins because I'm not ready to win anyway. I think I'd rather get a rookie and you know build the whole team around him and come up together. But I don't know. I mean, if you can get a if you can get a franchise quarterback, you get him.
0: I agree. No, those teams, Denver, Jacksonville, are Super Bowl ready with a good quarterback. Especially
1: Jacksonville. So,
0: especially Jacksonville. What, what do you mean? Blake Bortles is a well, good quarterback? Don't you that's dare. That's what we're not
1: saying, is there's no way that the Jags are going to have a different quarterback than Blake Bortles next year. I mean, you get to the AFC Championship, you have to stick with your quarterback, even if he might be trash. And I kind of think he's trash
0: tell so you, one thing, after the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers... I mean, Nick Foles, sorry, oh. might... might going to hit the market.
1: <laughs> might hit Is the market. Is Nick Foles worth $30 million a year? Is Case Keenum worth $30 a year? Nah, million he had one year? bad game, and now nobody thinks he's good anymore. He's going to get $6 million a <laughs> gonna, year to sit on the bench. Hey, backup quarterback's the best job in the world.
0: Let's move on. One thing... That I really want to talk about and am excited to talk about. I think more so than yeah, I'm you are ex- bigger
1: golf. I'm glad fan. you're excited to talk about this.
0: Big cat back this week at the Farmers Insurance Open at Tory Pines. You know what he also did at Tory Pines? No idea. He beat a certain Rocco media on Monday
1: in a playoff in US Open in two thousand and eight. Fun fact might for have you. been the last full round of golf I watched beginning to end, believe it or not.
0: So the big cat looked pretty good. He missed almost every single fairway off it's the tee. Prime Tiger, but most of the t- most of the time he missed wide enough where he still had a shot into the green, <laughs> is, which is the Austin Coley special. That's classic
1: Tiger. When he's at his best, he spran it all over the place and then hit ridiculous shots to hit the green in two. But what I enjoyed seeing out of him the most
0: is how he was swinging out of his shoes, recoiling with no signs of restriction from his back. It's going to be interesting to see this year with the Ryder Cup being at the end of September. Once we get towards there, and if he's maybe top 20 or 30 in the world, the Ryder Cup Captain has four captains picks. Will he use one of those captains captains
1: picks on Tiger Woods? I don't have any idea how the Ryder Cup works. In theory, I think I would really enjoy the Ryder Cup, but I've never actually gotten into it. But if you have the option of picking Tiger Woods, I think there's going to be like a shadowy PGA figure who's whispering in whoever the captain's ears, like if you don't pick Tiger Woods, you'll never play in this in this league again. You know that kind of thing. If if Tiger's back if he's actually back that's exciting I mean I enjoy watching Speeth and Dustin Johnson and all those guys but I mean Tiger really would get me to the point where I'd actually watch full rounds of golf which I haven't done in 10 years and that'd be nice
0: well I think what's been cool is Tiger was such a loner and such like Tiger against the field back when he was in his prime but now he sort of mentored these guys JT Speeth Dustin Johnson he was a Ryder Cup assistant captain back in 2016 at Hazeltine. So for those guys, looking at Tiger, looking up to him, I think if it's close, they're going to be elbowing um, Jim Furyk, the U.S. captain this year, to put him into the what? Ryder Cup. But what? we'll just see. Jim
1: Furyk's the captain? How do they pick these things? Jim, Jim Furyk but is the it just the is oldest the guy that's still on tour gets to be the captain? What's what's
0: Phil Mickelson captain, doing? The, He'll, he's going to play. Phil Mickelson will play. Jim Fury, the captain does not play. The captain does media and chooses the what? pairings.
1: I, this is, uh, we're out of my depth. We're, read up. We're out of read, up depth. On, read
0: up. Read up. Do you know more about the Ryder Cup or about the EPL? The EPL.
1: Let's go Swansea. 3-1 over Arsenal. So, we're so, staying up. Let's go Swans. So Swansea is not going to get demoted. Well...
0: They're not going to JD, We're out of the drop zone. This English, the English secondary
1: As league. of today, which is January 31st, we are 17th, which is out of the drop zone, and we're going to party it up. Go Swans.
0: Shout out. Shout out to
1: Swans. Let's too. go. Andre Au coming back, teaming up with his brother Jordan. We're going straight to the middle of the table. Let's go.
0: Before you exhaust more of your soccer knowledge. That's it. That's all of it. I want to move on. I want to move on to... Another part of the PGA tournament this weekend, and I promise I won't talk too much about golf because I probably enjoy it more than everybody else is in this show. But there was actually a conflict that arose. So Jason Day was in the clubhouse and he was tied with Alex Morin, Alex Norin on eight. So Norin was coming up 18. Also with Alex Noren on 18 was J.B. Holmes. J.B. Holmes was two back, and it's a par five. So after J.B. Holmes' drive, he waited four and a half minutes standing over his ball. Four and a half minutes with the guy next to him also waiting to hit, who was going to have a chance to win it or go to a playoff. J.B. Holmes waited four and a half minutes and then laid up. <laughs> he laid up after waiting that long. What's even worse is that viewers were turning tuning in expecting to see pre-Grammys coverage. <laughs> why? And instead, because it was on CBS, <laughs> don't ask me why, on Sunday. And instead, what they get? J.B. Holmes standing over a shot for four and a half minutes before he yanked it left into the rough on a layup.
1: I could not pick J.B. Holmes out of a lineup. I have no idea what he looks like. I vaguely am aware of him as a human being. He's my new favorite golfer that's fantastic i love i love that people are tuning in early to see pre-grammys coverage and they're being forced to watch jb holmes if you're tuning in for pre-grammys coverage you deserve what you get let's go jb holmes huge fan
0: they asked him if he regretted taking so long and he said no i was trying to win the tournament
1: (laughs) huge shout let's get jb on the pod what's jb doing (laughs)
0: it would take him too long (laughs) to get onto the pod i believe i'm
1: willing to make that sacrifice a couple
0: couple other notes mike fisher this is not a titans podcast but it might be a predators podcast i'm not sure yet but mike fisher just news came out today he is returning to the national predators for the remainder of the season
1: thoughts that's awesome let's go preds Uh, this team I also I I follow the Preds pretty closely but I follow the NHL as a whole about as much as I follow the PGA Tour but I think the Predators are really good and I think that we have at least three really serviceable centers and I think that Mike Fisher is going to come in and have absolutely no pressure on him he's probably not even going to really play until the playoffs is what it sounded like from the press conference today and I think he's just going to strut out there in the playoffs and he's going to bury about four goals and win us a couple of games if you
0: had to line up our centers, our centers, Nashville Predators, no, we can say hour with the Predators. You got Johansson on the first yep. line, who's awesome. Kyle Turris, who might be better than Johansson, yep. on the second line. And Nick Bonino, who is a stud. Yep. Online. The double three. agent. Not really sure what happens there, where Fisher plays in. He, I mean, I would imagine he. Probably plays
1: where Benino plays. Now, maybe
0: I can't see him putting Fisher on the I fourth think line.
1: I, well, Benino, he was he was the second line center to start the season until the Predators traded for Turris. Then he moved down to the third line. Cali Yarncrokes, a really promising young center that we've got. He's been playing a lot on the wing, so I think you'll probably see him stay out there. And I think I think Mike Fisher is going to be the fourth line center to start off with. And it's hockey; injuries happen. I mean, there's he'll probably. He's going to play more the later the season goes, the deeper in the playoffs we get. You can't – the experience he's got is invaluable. And it's great to have him back. I mean, Mr. Carey Underwood, he's back. Shout,
0: shout out to you, Mike Fisher. You're the real hero here. Funny story. So, last night, the Preds lost to the Blackhawks in Bridgestone Arena. But I went to the game with my wife, and we were going up the escalator to our seats at the very top of the yep. stadium. And – I look into the team store and I see Mike Fisher jerseys. uh Oh, and I and I looked at Chloe and I said, "Can you believe they're still <laughs> selling Mike Fisher jerseys in the pro shop?" Today, the Preds held a press conference, announced Mike Fisher's coming back,
1: and I texted her. I said, "Hey, I guess that's why they're selling Mike Fisher jerseys." In a little the pro bit shop. of spoiler alert there, coming from the Predators the night beforehand, right?
0: I know. I'm so upset you, I missed it and didn't you call. You should. That was my chance to. You should have bought a Mike. You should have bought a
1: Mike it. Fisher jersey last night.
0: No, I should not have because they're $200. <laughs> Can you believe that? Those hockey jerseys are so expensive. I'm aware. I
1: can't,
0: it's ridiculous. I, can't even, I
1: want a Matthias Ekholm jersey. I can't even find one anywhere. They're not on the internet. If you're one of our listeners and you know a link to a Matthias Ekholm jersey, hit send it our way. I want one. Shout out to Matthias Ekholm.
0: I'm in the market for a Kevin Fiala jersey.
1: I think Fiala is so you good. You can't own a jersey of a hockey player that you're bigger than. And you're substantially bigger than Kevin Fiala. Right? You're
0: right. That's why I have a Johansson jersey, (laughs) because he is bigger than I am. Okay, way too much Predator stock. Last thing I had that I wanted to talk about before we get into this Super Bowl is that every year I get so excited about the NHL and Pro Bowl games. And I don't know why I do, because they are terrible. They are half-effort, which I don't blame them. I mean... In those games where you're not getting paid and it's voluntary, you do not want to get hurt. That would cost you millions of dollars and it would hurt your team. But the way they hype it up, it's just it's not fun to watch. I do not enjoy watch. Even the the Pro Bowls doing those stupid dodgeball games and kick tack toe <laughs> or whatever they're Catch doing. Catch the ball from the drum drop.
1: You weren't you weren't down for the drone yeah. drop? I No, no, I'm out. I'm mean, out on it all. I texted you a couple of days ago to ask what you wanted to talk about on this week's pod, and you said, I don't know, the Pro Bowl. And my response was I did not watch one snap. And I'm proud I didn't watch one snap. <laughs> I don't know. I think I vaguely am aware of Delaney Walker catching a touchdown, maybe. But it's not a Titans podcast. It
0: was offensive it was an offensive. Not MVP. a Titans
1: podcast, but I mean, I guess, good job for Delaney. I don't know. This is enough talk about the Pro Bowl. Can we move on to games that count, like the, the Super Bowl, Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> the Patriots versus the Eagles in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. This game hopefully will be one to remember. Let's talk Pats first because we know they're going to win because it's rigged. <laughs>
1: not not so fast. Does
0: Gronkowski? <laughs> <laughs> does dunk, Does Rob
1: Gronkowski play in this yes, game? Yes, are you kidding? I will give you a mm-hmm. million Bitcoin if Rob Gronkowski doesn't start this game. There's no way he's not going to play.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, he's he's going to play. I mean, he's already out practicing. He will definitely play. And the Eagles, I think, are going to have a
1: tough time containing him. You got to do what the Jags did, knock him out, right? I mean, you can't. Okay, that's a joke. You can't do that. But I don't know. I mean, the Eagles' defense is salty. I think the Eagles' defense might be better than the Jags' defense. I think, I mean, no, they're not going to be able to stop Gronk, but, I mean, could they put some pressure on Brady? Sure. They got Derek Barnett. He gets pressure on everybody. Big fat Derek Barnett. Super Bowl MVP. Shout out to big fat Derek Barnett. Yeah.
0: We'll see. <laughs> what? So Brady's legacy going into this game Brady is already submitted himself, in my mind, as the best quarterback of all time. Do you dispute that? Obviously,
1: I dispute that. Peyton Manning is the greatest quarterback of all time.
0: Peyton Manning won two Super Bowls. Okay.
1: Tom Brady has had the best career of all time, but I think Peyton Manning was a better quarterback. I think Brady was in a much better situation, had better coach, better team, and therefore he won more Super Bowls, but I think Peyton Manning's a better player.
0: I want to move on. And Our president and Peyton Manning is Tom Brady's career stronger than Michael Jordan's basketball do career? We need to get
1: into this right now. Um, no, <laughs> I don't. I think I'm still taking Michael, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I think Michael. What Michael Jordan did was more. Impressive because basketball is more of an individual sport. I mean, he obviously had great teammates too, but I mean, when you're one of five guys on the floor, you're impacting everything, even more than a quarterback does, I think. So yeah, give me Mike over Tom.
0: I would actually take Tom Brady. Now, Mike had some awesome... I had an awesome supporting cast, which definitely helped him. I would argue that Tom Brady's cast around
1: him has been for the majority of his career, average. That's true. They are average players. What you have to take into account with Tom Brady's supporting cast is that he has Bill Belichick, who's not only the greatest coach of all time, but might be the greatest general manager of all time. And they bring in these cast-offs, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, Deion Lewis, and immediately turn them into stars. And, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Tom Brady has a lot to do with that. You can't say that he doesn't. But I think at least half of the credit goes to Belichick, and I would probably give him more like 70% of the credit for the Patriots' success.
0: The Patriots do not sign or draft or trade for the best player. They sign, trade, or draft for the right player for their system. There's a
1: huge difference. I think uh, it's the 53 right guys. It's not necessarily the 53 best guys. And I think my overall point with Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning, Tom Brady versus Michael Jordan, whatever you want to talk about, is that I think there are other quarterbacks that Bill Belichick could have had this run with. I think that if you give him Drew Brees or Peyton Manning or Brett Favre or any number of other quarterbacks, he could have had this success, but I don't think that Tom Brady has the career he has without Bill Belichick, and I think that's significant. Yeah,
0: I definitely agree with that. Who do you think is the X factor for the Pats in this game? Offensively? Do an offensive and a
1: defensive X factor. I don't X know factor. if I could do a defensive X factor. The Pats' defense isn't very good. But it's got to be James White, right? He's like... He's Mr. Mr. for He's like Robert Ori. He just comes out and scores touchdowns in January. That's all he does in February. He should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl last year. I mean, he scored, what, two touchdowns, three touchdowns? I don't remember. I know he scored the game winner. I think it's whatever the Eagles decide to give the Patriots, whatever they decide to give Brady is what he's going to take advantage of. And I think that James White has been that guy who defensive defenses haven't had to key on because they've got Gronk and Amendola and Brandon Cooks and Deion Lewis. So maybe it's James White again, but I don't know. It could be Kenny Britt for all we know. <laughs>
0: Kenny or Dorsett
1: coming in huge. The Jacoby Brissett trade finally works out. It was the long game.
0: Okay. I'm going to pick Danny Amendola. He had a great game against Jacksonville and I think he carries it over. Now, obviously, like you said, it's whoever steps up, whoever they decide they don't want to cover, whoever they can scheme open. But, I think Danny Amendola has a great game and is the X-Factor. No, my X-Factor is oh, Tom Brady. To Tom cheating. Brady is the X-Factor in this cheating. game. That's the right answer. I don't know what Danny, <laughs> Danny Amendola Tom Brady. The X-Factor is
1: Nate Solder at left tackle. I
0: don't
1: know. <laughs> David I, Andrews playing I thought, center. Shout out Georgia Bulldogs. I thought of a defensive X-Factor for the patch. You want to hear it?
0: Stefan Gilmore, Nick Foles. Uh-oh. And that moves us into <laughs> That carries this. That moves us right into That's a professional though, yeah. segue, kids. Wow. If we didn't acknowledge it. Oh, uh, we well, have better. to acknowledge
1: it. I, you've got to let people know when I do well.
0: Dude, shout out to great transitions. <laughs> Can Nick
1: Foles win the big one in Minneapolis on Sunday? Sure, it's one game, anything can happen. What I like about Nick Foles and Doug Peterson and John DeFilippo and that whole offense is that they aren't scared of like the coaching staff isn't scared of Nick Foles. Like in the Jags game against the Pats 2 weeks ago, the Jags got up, but you could tell that they were scared to death of Blake Bortles. They were scared to death Blake was going to throw him out of the game and they got conservative and it cost them. When the Eagles did the exact opposite, the exact opposite, if I could speak, against the Vikings, they got up and they kept slinging it. They trust Nick Foles to just sling it downfield. Because if Nick Nick Foles throws an interception and you lose, you still got to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I mean, this is a success. Let it all hang out. Throw throw a bomb. Sure, sure, Nick Foles could win. Absolutely. You have to have more confidence
0: about Nick Foles going into this game than you did about him playing against Minnesota last week after his performance against Atlanta the week before. I think he can win it. I really do, because the defense is really the one that's going to have to win it, and he's just going to have to do enough to win. The Patriots are good at scheming. They're good at adjustments on defense, and they're good at taking away your best weapon. But I think that Nick Foles can do just enough to win this game. I don't know if I'll pick the <laughs> Eagles, but I think he can do enough to win this game. The biggest question, I think, on the Eagles' defense is can that stout defensive line get to Tom Brady through Nate Solder <laughs> and David Andrews? Shaq, Shaq Mason. And, Shaq, and Shaq, Shaq Mason is like 6'3", 2'15". 2,
1: 2, You've got Shaq or. Mason all wrong. Shaq Mason is 5'9", 3'15". shout out columbia central high school (laughs) pegged him wrong the eagles defense that was the question right the eagles defense i think the eagles defense might be the best defense in the league i think that that defensive line can get pressure on brady i think that they can force him into some mistakes if they can get a couple of turnovers i mean the pick six they had in the championship game really is what set them off if they can make a couple of plays and Nick Foles can hit a couple of deep passes, I mean, the Eagles could steal this one. They really could. I think they can, too. And I think they'll be able to get to Brady
0: more than Jacksonville would. I think their defensive line is better with and pressuring the quarterback. Fletcher Cox is a monster. Not to say that Clayus Campbell isn't, but I just think they're more productive at rushing the passer. Through the middle. That's, I think Jacksonville was great about edge rushing but i think philadelphia is good at rushing from the middle which is great because it gets tom brady off of his spot and that's when he's most I think uncomfortable that's the
1: key that's the key to making brady really uncomfortable is pressuring him right in his face because tom brady is not fleet of foot he's no marcus Mariota, right but he is one of the best of all time at moving around in the pocket to avoid pressure and it's tougher to do that if it's coming from fletcher cox right in his face so if they could get that you know if if they can pull that off, it opens up the whole rest of the universe to Philly.
0: Absolutely. So, who's your X factor for Philadelphia
1: in this game? Lagarrett Blunt, Le- the Legarrett Blunt revenge game.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny because mine's
1: <laughs> so I, it's funny that we both. So what? What you're saying is That's- bet all of your bitcoins on Corey Clement to win the MVP.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The key, I think, that in both of our thinking, both of our thinking there, thoughts there,
1: thinking, thinking there, thoughts. however you're supposed well, to say English is hard. Keep, just keep think rolling.
0: It, it is, right. If they can, the Eagles can run the ball, it'll take pressure off of Nick Foles and allow him just to take the play that's given to him rather than him having to go and create. If they're able to run the ball, they'll be able to move it to be able to eat time
1: off the clock and keep Brady off of the field
0: which is a good thing to do when it's you It's
1: ideal. The, the less time Tom Brady has the football, the better. I think if they can control the ball on the ground and like I said, Nick Foles hit a couple of deep passes, they got a chance here.
0: All right, let's talk about the game itself. Do you, do you want to I'll pick want to it run. first or do you want to pick it at Go the ahead.
1: end? No, okay. we're going to pick it at the end. Keep the listeners good. Give me waiting. some more time to figure out who I'm going to pick.
0: Do not fast forward. <laughs> Do not fast forward to the end to see who no will cheating. Pick. So I'm gonna just roll through and give you some prop bets, and I'm gonna let you pick them. Deal, okay? I'm just I'll ask, I'll ask and great. You'll pick them. Um, I'm All not right. gonna pick them. Okay. So will the Super Bowl 52 coin toss be heads or tails? tails? Never fails. Will it take Pink over or under two minutes to sing the National Anthem?
1: Who's singing it? Oh, Pink? Pink. Always go over. Always over.
0: What color will Pink's hair be when she sings the Silver. National
1: Anthem? Will she forget a word? No. Absolutely not. Pink's a professional.
0: How, how many times... Will Robert Kraft be shown on TV during the broadcast?
1: Is there an over-under? Two and a half. Does it count after the game while he has the trophy? I did not make this. Well, if I get the count that, I'm going over. If it's only during the game, I'll take the under. Will Janet Jackson make an appearance? Just in general, or does it have to be during the halftime show?
0: During the halftime show.
1: That would be fantastic. (laughs) But no, I don't think so.
0: How many times will Giselle be mentioned during the podcast?
1: During the broadcast, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. Do- Al Sorry. Michaels?
0: During this podcast is once.
1: One. So, yeah. I think... <laughs> during the broadcast. I think Al Michaels is going to uh, mention her as much as possible. So I'll take, like, I don't know, four or five.
0: Will they mention the Facebook series Tom versus Time? I'm just... This isn't even on the bet thing. I'm just making these up at this point. Will... They mentioned the Tom versus Time documentary during the broadcast. 100% yes. Which company will have the best Super Bowl commercial?
1: It's always Doritos. Every year it's Doritos.
0: You know what? Normally I would agree with you, but I think it's, it's going to be a Dilly Dilly oh, commercial. There, there's a good Dilly
1: Dilly commercial that they've been keeping right in their back pocket all year. That's a good call.
0: How many times will the Rocky statue in Philadelphia be shown during the podcast? During
1: broadcast. You said podcast again.
0: I'm just going to keep well, saying it. Well, we're going it.
1: podcasting live from Minnesota on Sunday. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, well, they're going to show the Rocky statue at the beginning of the game. They're going to show it at least one outro to commercial. And then at the end, I'll say three times.
0: Three times? Oh, yeah.
1: Maybe more than that. Three's conservative. What color will the Gatorade
0: that is poured on the game-winning coach be after the game
1: ut orange baby go balls
0: will bill belichick wear his cutoff hoodie
1: (laughs) no i don't think so
0: well what color will his shirt be navy blue what what color would it be (laughs) navy blue is the fate by far what are the other options gray he wears uh, that gray uh, once
1: in a while red and white that's definitely not going to be white not blue Blue's easy. That's it. It's blue.
0: How many Donald Trump tweets will there be on February 4th?
1: On the day? Just the entire day? Just the day. Man, he likes to get them out in a hurry, too. They come out like machine gun bullets. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like 14.
0: Will Tom Brady's jersey be stolen after this game?
1: No, they got that thing in lock and key.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see if there's any. Oh, Will Tom Brady win
1: the NFL MVP, and the Super Bowl MVP. I'm glad you brought that one up. I want to talk about this for a second. So I think he probably does win NFL MVP. I think Carson Wentz would have won it, but he got hurt. So I think half of this is definitely yes. Let me ask you this. Is there a scenario where the Patriots win the game and someone else wins the MVP other than Tom Brady? No. None at all?
0: No, absolutely not. Think about it like this. Unless unless something stupid. Like, unless... Somebody goes for four, three or four touchdowns and Brady, like let's say the Patriots win 28 to 24 and Deion Lewis rushes for four touchdowns. I don't
1: even think then. I mean, in the championship game against Jacksonville, Danny Amendola went off two huge touchdowns, a huge fourth, fourth quarter. But if they gave out championship game MVPs, who wins the MVP of that game? Tom Brady. Absolutely. So if Danny can't even win it there, no one else if the if the patriots win and brady doesn't get hurt brady wins the mvp so if you think the patriots going to win i think the answer to that one's yes how good do you think the sitting a prop bet but talk a little bit about justin timberlake's halftime performance what are your what are your thoughts i am more excited for justin timberlake's halftime performance than i am for any football game all year justin timberlake the amount of of admiration i have for justin timberlake is borderline unhealthy i think he's fantastic how many times will tom brady's age be mentioned during the podcast the number's five on here that's a lot it's a lot but i mean just picture it in your head they're driving in the fourth quarter to win the game every te- every time he makes a throw al michael's is gonna be like 40 year old quarterback tom brady <laughs> so over way over last who wins this game Oh, man. I've got an Eagles fan friend, and I told him I was going to pick the Eagles on the podcast. So let me make the case. I think that the Eagles defense is the best in the league. I think that they can pressure Brady. I think that they can force a couple of turnovers, maybe, maybe not. And Nick Foles is going to sling it. So if he's slinging it around. I think if he hits a couple of bombs, they run the ball well, the Eagles can win. Do I think that's actually going to happen? I want it to happen. But – I think that I think the Eagles keep it close, but I think Brady pulls one out at the end again on a Goskowski field goal. Patriots thirty-seven to thirty-four. Thirty-seven to thirty-four. Yeah, these games always end up scoring. There's three more touchdowns than you think there should be. So I'm going to pick the Patriots as
0: well. You, I can't. I can't pick against them. I it's want just, to. I want to, too, but it's not statistically smart, to.
1: No, I agree.
0: I just think the experience that's on the side of the Patriots, not even Super Bowl experience, but just experience of playing football and those coordinators who are both going to be gone but now are both still here and are able to make adjustments and scheme, I just think they'll
1: find a way. I think, I think Patriots you're right. will find think, a way. I think... Football playing experience is very important to playing football, and uh, the Patriots definitely have football playing experience. So there you go. Good analysis.
0: New England 31, Philadelphia 24, 31-24.
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: With Philadelphia trying to win it at the end and Malcolm Butler picking off a pass at the one-yard line. Oh, wow. Wow. No, hey. scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> no, no. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. It'll be interesting. I, I But I do think that the Patriots will win. And I think they'll score over 30 because you're right. These games just, they figure out a way to score a lot of points and will probably be closer to your score than mine. But I agree. So with that, with that uh, Super Bowl preview behind us, Sam, do you have anything else left to say before we hop off of
1: here? I don't think so. Just another shout out to our listeners for, first of all, listening. That's great. Second of all, agreeing with me on every poll we put out. You guys are fantastic. Um, But we don't know where you're finding us, but keep going out there. We're going to keep posting podcasts. Uh, Keep downloading. Listen if you feel like it. Thanks, guys.
0: Absolutely. Be looking out for us on Facebook. Here coming soon, we are going to post a video of us on the pod. Uh, So go like us on there. We're at informal us on facebook as well on twitter go review us on itunes i'm at austin coley on twitter he's at lewis underscore 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 we got to get off here underscore (laughs) oh six peace